Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Welcome back to the Mind Poppers Basement. It's been a minute, you know what, and it's my own fault. It is totally my own fault, but I'm just trying to navigate the incessant cesspit that is the world. Life keeps getting in the way. Um, But I tell you, in this Mind Poppers Basement, something wicked this way comes. Um... You know, actually, I started working with this girl. I started a new job a couple of weeks ago. And she's from Wexford. Her name's Aoife. She's really cool. Um, But I'm guessing she must be country, you know? Hick country. Because she uses the word wicked. Apparently, people from Wexford use the word wicked. And, And obviously, like, you know, you don't use wicked seriously. It's like a very kind of gnarly, kind of like skater, maybe like American surfer kind of a word. Like, you never hear anyone... In Ireland being like, oh, wicked. That's fucking wicked, man. But this girl does. And so apparently in Wexford, um, and any listeners from Wexford, I'm sure you can corroborate this. But she'll be like, oh, yeah, I went out Sunday there and it was a wicked mad one. It was a wicked mad one. And, you know, it's not even that. It's just kind of, I'm not even sure in, in what place she uses the word. But she might say something like, oh yeah, she was like, oh, that test was wicked tough. So it was, that test was wicked tough. Um, never really heard it being used in kind of the Irish vernacular before. But you know what? Us city slickers, us urban folk, there is a rich culture that these country folk have that you just don't even know where it comes from. You know, like my friend Susan, when we went a couple of bank holidays ago, where did we go? Me and all the lads and a few of the girls went to Deuce Mountain Farm Resort. Um, Incredible. Uh, Airbnb in West Cork. And Susan brought down her boyfriend who was from Carlow. And he was like, I think it was our our second time meeting him, but first time meeting him and remembering because I think we were on a mad one. Uh, the first time and it, we did end up going on a mad one that night but he made a mark because he's country um, like in Carlo, which is I mean the sticks I can only imagine I've never been there um, and he was sitting down and he was talking to us and all that and he would be and I mean I couldn't I, I couldn't understand a word that he was saying but like I'd ask him a question and he's so sound I get along great with him but I'd ask him a question um and it would have felt like to me, obviously, to my my city ears, you know, because I'm not orally used to picking up the country vernacular. So I'd ask him a question, be like, oh, yeah, how did you get on um, down Skibbereen? 
And you know, it's kind of like, and there's only so many kind of times you can ask someone to repeat themselves. So I, I was just like, oh my God, stop. That's brilliant. Ah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant news. Now, now that man could have told me that his grandmother just passed and I, and I wouldn't have known a damn thing. But, um, <laughs> Susan and Susan's boyfriend, if you're listening, I'm only messing. Um, I had a great weekend away with you guys. Hopefully we can do it again. Susan's boyfriend, please don't beat me up because you know these country folk they have that kind of I guess the equivalent in 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 the city for us city folk would be like crackhead energy you know crackhead strength I, I think that's a very similar strength to what the country folk have because out in the country it's you know you fight or you die every day every morning you wake up you're fighting for your life out in the country um but again please <laughs> no physical harm to come my way <laughs> no but and you know what Country folk, if you're ever at a gaff party or whatever, um, and kind of like someone, like a friend of yours, whatever, bring someone, or somehow some country folk end up at the same gaff party you are. Country folk, they really do enrich everywhere that they go. I think we should need, we need more country folk in the cities. Not a whole lot, mind you. And certainly no one from Roscommon would never back in my door. But yeah. Um, which was going on from a tangent. But like I said, something wicked this way goes in the Mind Popper's basement. I don't know if it's just me, or hopefully it's not just me, but during this pandemic, this scamdemic, this plandemic, um, which is probably all orchestrated by Claire Balding, because no one is that angry, okay, without having an ulterior motive. Um... Only Matt Sinclair. <laughs> Again, he's another person I don't need physical harm to come my way from. <laughs> but I have felt that I've been like locked up for so long. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, okay, as we kind of got to the halfway mark, yes, I kind of did let it slip a little. Um, but I feel like that being locked up like a caged animal for so long that when I did start to go and party again, I started partying harder than I ever have before. Like, obviously, like, I was making up for lost time. I felt like that my youth had been stolen from me, <laughs> even though I'm, I'm not celebrating birthdays during the pandemic. Like, if I can't celebrate, you know, actually go out and party, then there's no reason for me to go up in a year. But I feel like I have been, par- I know, I don't feel, I know for sure that I have been partying harder than ever. And I don't know if this is the same with you guys. I hope that it is, that I'm not alone and maybe I'm just spiralling. But once we all kind of, you know, kind of got over the kind of COVID anxiety and kind of went back to partying slowly. Oh my God, and I'm partying like a fucking rock star. Every, I mean, telling you champagne, all that other stuff that rock stars do, you know. I'm just partying like a fucking wild animal every weekend. I'm attributing it to, obviously, just like coming out of COVID. But it's got to stop. Like, how many times have I come onto this podcast and been like, oh, yeah, I had a mad one, a mad one. Like, we could do, um, like, I'm not sure what this is called, but like a collection of clips of me just talking about mad ones. Um, And yeah, it's getting out of hand. I want to say, 
But at the same time, I don't have party fatigue. You know, I could, God, I'll rock on again this weekend if the, if the good Lord allows it. But I don't know. I mean, because I this doesn't feel like that I'm going to like stop partying anytime soon. You know, when the country opens up and I'm like, oh, back to normal. Now I can go back to a quiet life. I feel like if anything, COVID has actually turned me into a fucking wild animal. And that I have actually gained a lust and a thirst for partying more than I've ever had in my young adult life so far. Never have I wanted to party more and party all night long than I have now at this current point, these last couple of months, you know? Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it, partying like a rock star. And then again, obviously, I mean, it's, it's just detrimental to your health, isn't it? To go on an absolute mad bender every weekend. It cannot be good for you, you know? But I mean, look, we all have our vices. But my most recent mad one... Uh, my friend, actually, no, I won't say his name. <laughs> I won't do that. My friend was having a party. His parents were away. And yes, we're fucking 26. <laughs> but there's a fucking high housing crisis going on, people. It is really either live in some sort of run-down crack house, which, believe me, I've done and I've lived in plenty of them, or live with your parents, or... I guess, be in some sort of stable, happy relationship with two incomes. But who's doing that? Okay, what fucking losers are doing that? Shout out to my friend Alison and Kyle, who are currently doing up the new house that they just bought. Losers. Um, <clears throat> who, by the by, I'm sorry, I know this is another tangent. But um, I've mentioned Alison and Kyle on this podcast before. But they've bought their new house and they're currently in doing it up. Um, <laughs> Kyle... Um, has this idea where he wants to do this kind of paint party where he invites all of the lads up to the house and we paint his house for him. Um, and then we go, and then I think under the, I think now he never really made a clarification, but that then he would like buy us a few drinks then after we painted the house. Um, which you look, I, I won't lie. I'm not looking forward to, to that, um, to that invitation coming because um you know what I already have a job a minimum wage paying job so I'm going to need you to up that you know I can't be coming up and doing this for a couple of drinks um but I definitely think we could negotiate some sort of salary or if even he wanted you know maybe just someone to come up and supervise or whatever because he did ask me previously um when they were like just in the process of buying their house, he was like, <clears throat> "Is there anything that you like you're good at or whatever? You know, something that we could get you up to the house to work on or whatever." Um, and this was, I think, at a point where I was unemployed, so I think this was part like him wanting free labor and cheap labor, and also him feeling bad because I'd been in the house for five months. So he's like, "Is there anything that you're good at? Anything you could come up and do?" I was sitting there like, "Is this bitch for real?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm actually really good there. I could actually come up there and knock the fucking head off, you know." <laughs> mm 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 mm. But you know what? I think there actually is some beauty in doing a pain party, you know, because it's like your home, it's your nest, it's all your loved ones coming up and helping, um, you know, create that atmosphere for you. So I definitely think that is something that I could do. You know, I could do that. But um, what was I saying? 
what was I saying? Sorry, there's just too many tangents. Like, too many things to get off my mind. Oh yeah, so I was on about this mad one. So my friend throwing this party, his parents were away. So I was all excited for it all week. It was falling on the hottest day of the year. So I was on FaceTime, FaceTime to him the night before. Just, you know, general chit-chat. And I was like, oh, I was like, who who did you end up inviting in the end? I was kind of under the assumption that was just going to be like all of our nearest and dearest, like our close circle, you know, who we always kind of fuck around with. You know, very, keep it small. Um, so we started naming out all of these people. And it was kind of like shady character after shady character, you know? Um, so we named the entire list and I was like, are you actually fucking serious? I was like, you have named out a long and seemingly never-ending list of everybody who's ever wronged me in my, in my, in my time here on this earth. It was like, picture this, okay, when, when, when he was naming out his guest list, okay, it was like, you know, Comic-Con, where all those, like, sci-fi um, nerds go and dress up as their favourite character, and that's um, no shade towards Comic-Con, it's something I 100% would go to myself, but it was like Comic-Con, where all of these nerds are going dressing up as their favourite character, but instead of dressing up as their favourite character, everyone at Comic-Con is someone who has wronged me. That is what it felt like. I felt like I was, like, walking into... The lion's den, you know? Um, so then I was kind of, I, I wouldn't call it anxious. No, I was feeling anxious. Not because I was like, oh no, it's like, are one of these people going to stare at me or whatever? No, absolutely not. Like, I know that I could, oh my God, there'd be no problem at all, to the ground with all of them. But it was more so as in, okay, it's the hottest day of the year and I'm kind of like really looking forward to partying it on up and bugging it on down. So I was like, do I need this, this, uh, these added stressors? Because we all know what it's like going into a party or a gaff party or pre-drinks or whatever. And there being one person at the party where you're not on great terms with. And you know what? That can actually add excitement into, into a night out. You know, never underestimate the the fruitfulness and the colourfulness that a frenemy can add to your life and add to your social life. Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. Um, gives us a narrative, a storyline, someone to read. But um, not when it's like the whole fucking, the whole fucking like front seven rows are your haters, you know? But... So we got there, everything was well, everything was good in the hood, all of my haters started to arrive. Um, and these were people that I I knew from my past, like I said, because these were people that we used to fuck around with when we were like young, like 17, 18. And you know when you're that age and like you have to go drinking in like someone's gaff or whatever, so that... There'd be, like, loads of these groups that aren't necessarily, like, super close and don't hang around together all the time. But you have these, like, different social groups that will come together in the name of a party when one, you know, gaff opens up. You know, it's an opportunity. So that it's just basically because you don't have your place of your own. So you kind of need to kind of, you know, keep it open and keep it breezy. So that, like, okay, you're inviting these people to, you know, party on down at your venue tonight in the hopes that, you know, they'll return the favour and invite your group to their next shindig or whatever. And that's basically what it was, you know, back then. But, you know, I had known these people, I'd partied with these people, um, and they arrived one by one. And I must say, I was pleasantly surprised that all of my haters, you know, they came up to me, um, 
they approached um, and they told me how good that I looked and how fine that I was looking um, and that they missed me and you know how was I doing and all of that so all in all I have to say the haters you know were not that bad in fact it was actually pleasant to see them and dare I say I look forward to seeing them again you know, I for sure, <clears throat> I mean, not anytime soon, but for sure, because going into this party, I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is a list of people that I never thought, not, not that I never thought, that I never had any intention of seeing again. This is a group of people that the next time I will see will be when I am down in eternal damnation and this will be my punishment. I will forever have to live out this dinner party and these people from my past, everybody who's ever wronged me are going to be the, the, the guests, the guests. But it was actually quite pleasant. But of course, you know, in the beginning of the night, I was not sure how things were going to go down. Again, it was sweltering. It was the hottest day of the year. The place was actually on fire. I thought I was in fucking hell. But it turned out great, I must say. So big love to all of my former haters. Um, you were great. You guys put on a fantastic performance. And I look forward to doing it again. But <clears throat> when I tell you, we partied like rock stars. We got there at like 6pm and did not leave till 8am, okay? It was crazy, alright? It was was crazy in all the best kind of ways. And this again goes back to what I've been saying about I feel like I'm partying more than ever now during COVID. And I don't know if you guys are the same, I hope that you are. But I tell you, you could not open a door in this house, okay, without somebody fucking... People were fucking all over this house. Like the smell, there was a stank in that air of just balls hitting Fanny. You know, there's a certain kind of, it's like rubbers burning, you know, like tires burning. It's that kind of a smell. Sex everywhere. Pretty sure I saw a few cum bubbles actually blowing down the hollow one stage. But, you know, you open another door, there's people fighting, like fucking fist fighting, like a brawl. You open another door and there's people you know, in being rock and roll. Um, And I have to say, I mean, God, it was just fucking incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I wouldn't change a single fucking thing. I'm just telling everybody there, don't know if any of you were listening, just, just everyone there just put on such a great performance and you should all be so proud of yourselves. Um, there was couples getting back together after a year shout out to Luke and Sarah five years after they broke up oh my god they were laying down some stank you know and I just think that's beautiful you know that these gaff parties they just bring people together um, in a time when we're all so uh, far apart <laughs> um, now however okay in saying that this party almost killed me it honestly almost killed me I had left the party around 8 a.m. the next morning. So keep in mind, hottest day of the year, 6 p.m. I was out that back boozing all day and all night. And up until 5 a.m., I'd say I had my last drink. I actually, I didn't open a bottle of champagne until like 4 a.m. So there's an issue there. Um, So was just drinking and boozing all night. Walked home, out in the blistering sun. Walked home the next day then in the blistering sun. You know, and it was that kind of walk home where you're really fucked. You know, even though you don't know that you're fucked, but you're definitely fucked up. And like, there was people like out jogging and there was like this old lady like watering like her flower plant or flower pots or whatever. And I had to like walk past her and she was like, oh, how are 
Maria? Probably thinking that like I was like, she was like, oh, look at that young fella now up at the crack of dawn for his morning walk. Well, she had no idea. I had my headphones on, obviously. And it was definitely some deep house playing. It was like, dun, 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 dun. and she was like, oh, hi, how are you? I was like, Bitch. you know, I was, <laughs> I was like not in a place where English was my first language anymore. Um, got home anyway, okay, eventually, crawled into the bed at God knows what time, probably around 9am, probably did not, probably slept an hour, and then was like right up, right as rain for the rest of my day, um, ordered Apache, and like I, I said this on Instagram, okay, but just FYI, next time you're ordering Apache, a pizza, just try it, I'm telling you it's incredible, adding a topping as a pesto drizzle, it will change the way you consume pizza, even if you're not a big fan of pesto, if you're uncultured or whatever, it's like, it doesn't even taste, it's just incredible, just just try it. Um, so I was fine all day, like, no real hangover or anything like that. Got into the bed anyway, then around half eleven. It just suddenly came over me. I had like a fever, and I mean like, I hadn't had a fever like this since I was a fucking child. Like, I was on fuego. Like, I cannot tell you how hot I was to the point where I was incapacitated. I couldn't move. I was on that bed like a fucking fat sack of shit. And I was sweating like a hog on a tin roof. It was just, it was insane. I had such a high fever. I couldn't move. The sweat was pouring out of me. Like, I honestly thought that my mom was going to come into my room the next morning and just see a fucking pile of ashes on the bed. That's how hot I was. Honestly. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, and no matter how much liquid I could bring myself to drink, my throat would not, it was never quenched. It was always dry. It was the weirdest thing. I was like so panicked. My throat was starting to close up and I couldn't breathe through my nose because of hay fever. Um, so I was like, I honestly thought, there was a couple of scenarios to my, to, to what I thought. One, just, just know that I was freaked out beyond belief I thought that I was having a fucking banger like I honestly have never been so afraid I thought this was well I'd been afraid a little bit once before when I saw like a a wetsuit behind this curtain and I, and I thought it was a person but it's a different story but um I was so afraid I honestly thought I was going to die I uh, there's so many things going through my mind as I lay there I was like okay is it covid is it the covid that's killing me is it the booze that's killing me is it the rock and roll that's killing me is it I just did not know I did not know what what was killing me was it the fucking the sun 
it was just a, a whole plateau of things that could have been killing me. And I was so afraid to the point where it was like 1am and I was like, shit, I was like, I better call my mom and wake her up because someone's going to have to call an ambulance. I was like, I honestly thought that I was going to die. And I was even laying there being like, right, if this is COVID that I have right now, if this is, if I'm having like some sort of COVID attack, then I have severely underestimated what COVID is. Okay. And in saying that, like I was just at a party with 45 fucking people. Hello. You know, you can't call up the HSC for to do your contact tracing after being at a party with 45 fucking people. All right. Because those fucking 45... They call those 45 people. How many people have those people been in contact with? I would have Cork on a level five straight away again. I'm not, and I'm not doing that. You couldn't, imagine you'd be mortified bringing the HSC, being, then being like, oh yeah, and how many people, um, how many people have you been in contact with? And I'd be like, oh, just um, 45. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right at all. Now in saying that, look, I'm half vaxxed. I'm vaxxed, waxed, and heavily taxed. So, I mean, you know, and was everyone at the party vaccinated? I don't know. It ain't my business. Um, but yeah, I genuinely thought I was going to die. I thought it was COVID. And I was kind of go- going back and forth between, in my head, being like, right, like, will I call an ambulance? Will I call an ambulance? Will I ring my mom and get her to call an ambulance? And then I was like, do you know what? I just kind of had made a decision after a couple of minutes. It's like, no, there's no calling an ambulance. Because if you call an ambulance, you're going to have fucking paramedics are going to have to come down to the apartment and are going to have to lift me out of the bed because at this point I was not physically able to move um and I was like right the thought of fucking four or fucking four like middle-aged paramedics like having to come in and I was just in my underwear seeing me this fucking sweaty hog fucking hog body sweaty fucking mess like plastered on the bed the bed soaked with sweat probably shit myself I don't know and am I going to get these four bozos to start to like fucking try and lug me up then and because we live down steps so they'd have to carry me up a a flight of fucking steps as well as if uh, that embarrassment that kind of mortification no I decided then and there that I would rather die in the fucking bed and be found in the morning than than that like I said if my mother had to come into the room the next day and see me as a pile of fucking ashes, so be it. But I was not letting them fucking try and pick me up. And then I was in the bed looking like a fucking slug. Like, I, I'd say I had to be in the image of, you know, your one from, what is it, Monsters, Inc.? The Mike Wazowski. That was the image of me. The image of me. So I just was not doing it. I honestly thought I was going to die. So I feel very lucky to be able to talk to you fine people today. Again, I kind of deduced that what was happening to me wasn't a heart attack and wasn't COVID, but I'm going under the presumption that it was a heat stroke because I was drinking all day, had uh, alcohol, had no liquid in me other than that at all. It has to be heat stroke for sure. That's what I'm going with because that makes me feel a little better. And also, you know, heed my warning, people. Do not underestimate the power of the sun. I never will again, all right? I never will again. Because I'm telling you that the pain that I was in, it's been like pain that I have I have never been in, all right? When I thought I was going to die, I'm telling you people, you need to beware of the sun. But as I said, 
I am happy to to live another day, to party another day. But I think, I guess the whole, the mind popper, like get to the fucking mind popper. The whole mind popper of the episode for me and my, my takeaway from last week was this, you know, like I had recounted of seeing all these, you know, people, like I said, who everyone who's ever wronged me in my life was at this party. And you kind of like hold on to, I don't want to call it hatred, but we just use the term hatred for the for the sake of it. And you, you realise that sometimes you kind of like, your kind of, we'll say hatred towards people or to someone, it may not really correlate to something that they have done. You know, your level of dislike for somebody does not always equate to to the level that they've wronged you to, you know? And that always kind of, has to make you think a little deeper because look we all have those people we all have those people in our lives even people that we might actually be close to and are quite fond of but there's just something about them that ruffles your feathers in just in a very annoying way and I used to like have loads of people like that who I when I was younger I would very flippantly throw out the word hate you know I hate this person I hate that person I hate him I hate her hate blah 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 hate 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 um, and you know what, it's all fun and games, okay, until you learn this universal psychological truth being that when you hate these people and you can't really pinpoint exactly why or if your hatred for them really super exceeds anything that they've done that would warrant that kind of hatred, it's usually because something about that person, something about their characteristics, their qualities, the way they carry themselves, their insecurities, what you hate about them is what you hate about yourself that you see reflected in that person. Okay? Now digest that. Okay? Because once you learn that, that completely changes the game. Because, I mean, look, in in a perfect world, you could just hate a bitch because you hate her, you know? But obviously, of course, life is never just black and white. Life is complex and it is painful. It hurts. It hurts. But that is just the sad truth of it. And I think that if you were to examine these relationships in your own life and looked at those people, because we all have them, I have loads, of these people that you dislike irrationally. And if you were to really sit down and think about it and focus on it, I would imagine, I know for me, for sure, and it's something that I've started doing, where I am starting to recognise the traits in these bitches that I really dislike and of course, end up coming to the conclusion that it is because they are holding up a mirror of my own image. And I don't like that. Put the mirror down, please. I don't like that now one little bit, okay? It's bad enough that you fucking irk me, that you annoy me, but then you also have to make me self-aware. Where does it end with you people? And I think that is a very tough lesson to learn but a very insightful lesson to learn. There's a quote by Steve Goodyear um, about this kind of reflection or whatever, and it goes, And here's the surprising truth. As you gaze at yourself in the mirror held by another, you will see far more than your flaws. 
you also will see the beauty that is uniquely you. Beauty that others see clearly and you may hardly know exists. That is also a part of the truth about you. So I'm guessing that that would suggest that if we're able to look at people that we dislike and see a mirror image about what we dislike in ourselves, does that, you know, also go the opposite way for people that we love and just love their energy, love certain characteristics about them that you just really appreciate in another person? Is that too, in turn, a reflection about all of the the beautiful things that we value most about ourselves? I hope so. That would, I mean, either way, it's kind of a very egotistical kind of thing, you know, about examining your own self through other people. Um, but I, but I do like that. I think that there has to the pendulum swings both ways. All right, for all those people that we hate, I have to think that the people that we love as well. We're getting the we're getting both. We're getting Eiffel Tower, you guys. I mean it. Let me. I want to explore this. I'm going to try get Jenny Claffy on the phone, um, and she. I, I'll ask her. Is there anything that we see in each other that we dislike, and it's actually reflection on ourselves? Okay. Let me try get this witch on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is very ugly ring, doesn't it? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, I just want to ask you a quick question. So okay, I'm scared. <laughs> Imagine. No, I was just talking about. Um, I w- went to a gaff party, and it was a gaff party with load of people from my past that were there, and a lot of people that I felt like I hated. Or at least it was a word that I used to throw around and definitely hate it irrationally. So on the episode, we've been talking about this whole concept of us hating people with more like ferocity than they've given us reason for. And then this whole idea of it being like a projection of what we dislike in ourselves, you know, and that is why we hate this person to the level that we do. Mm. Um, well, first of all, let me say, you know, I've never hated someone in my life, but go on. Oh, sorry, I call it, it's like Gandhi. Okay, goodbye. So, my question was, I wanted to ring someone up and see if, if there was something about each other that that we found, I guess, annoying, for the lack of a better word, that we could kind of pin down as it literally just being a reflection of something that we dislike about ourselves. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did I ever... I never hated anything about you, but when I was first introduced to your Instagram... I remember you were doing um, a segment where you were going through some sort of magazine. Mm-hmm, if I'm correct, mm-hmm, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the magazine? It was, it was the likes of Take a Break and uh, and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yes, for sure. And I remember 
noticing like i i resisted your content at first i'm gonna hold my hands up mm -hmm. i resisted okay. liking are getting our your on. content mm -hmm. um and and your wit um i think i watched one or two things of yours and i was like oh no i don't get it um and i remember people kept telling me like no he's really funny and i kept hearing this and you know the way I am also the type of person, if someone tells me to like something, I will probably mm -hmm, go out of my way mm -hmm. to hate it. Anti-establishment. I, I, <laughs> I think what it was, was probably, I was quite, I've always found you really good at being like articulate and funny at the same time. And okay. I'm not trying to like, you know, no, bend no, that absolutely. pussy wide open and rim <laughs> no. you. Do it, do it. <laughs> but, I do find that the, I can be like that in general with people online. If I see them like being really great at portraying themselves a certain way or like being really entertaining naturally, um, especially on Instagram, because it's something that I completely cannot do. Although maybe lately some people would uh, disagree. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't find I have a natural ability for like short form snappy content yeah. as being a podcaster or ex-podcaster. Um, so I, I feel I feel like I definitely the word it wouldn't be uh, hate, but it would be envy. Okay. And I think mm -hmm. that I totally a lot of that. the time, I a lot of the time I think it's that we envy something in a person that we feel we are lacking, or that we are like kind of it. It's more like an insecurity thing, I guess, because hundred percent. I don't envy, you know, I don't envy something that someone else has that I don't care about having. Mm -hmm. You know, uh -huh. it, but it envy preached um, Jenny Pinkett Smith. You, <laughs> it's it's so true. It's so true. But I think before I let you go, the the interesting thing was right. I had just read out a quote, um, and it said that the inverse is also true. That when someone else holds up a mirror to us, it's not only our own imperfections and flaws that we see but also the traits that we love in other people are things that are traits that we love within ourselves. Oh, interesting. interesting. So we, like, we like it to be mirrored. Exactly. So the fact that if me and you get along so well, or if I can say, well, I love the way, like lots of things I love about you are things that I love about myself, like your challenge to authority and your your inquisitive mind and questioning and wanting to see things on a deeper level and all that is all things that I myself you know would try and hold and that kind of mm, journey for introspection and knowing your greater self kind of a thing yeah. <laughs> so go for what did you hate about me then are you not gonna tell um me? you see no because I actually thought about this before before calling you briefly I literally had just pause recording for for about 20 seconds but when I text you to say that I was going to call I, I I can't really think I'm trying to think now what about you would arc me in terms of something that I see in myself do you know but you see it doesn't irk me but mm. because like the things I see in my I think when you know someone it kind it's different because like a lot of like the same kind of like we'll say like insecurities that we share like it wouldn't irk me to see you being insecure because I already know that's something that I have I already know that it's you know 
I don't know mm-hmm. if I have anything. I'm sorry now that I didn't think of it more after you read me when you just came on. Like, I, I wish. Well, it was definitely, I mean, if anything, it's a, it's a complete compliment because I think I've noticed it. And it's something that I try and not do because it, it's definitely something I've noticed that I do with like content creators or like podcasts mm-hmm. or whatever. It, it can be habitual of me to like immediately resist something um, rather than being like, okay come on if you know if a lot of people that i find funny find something funny or entertaining mm-hmm. whatever it is likeliness is i probably will like it and them as a person and i think it's like that's where i need to draw the line because it's like it's so much different if you like uh suggest a film to me and i don't like it but like it's a person so it's like there's going to be rede- there's going to be nice mm-hmm. qualities and then you know look i open that little heart up and look at mm. us now <laughs> on a journey of (laughs) self-discovery not liking what we're finding (laughs) (laughs) what is it that you say too much introspection well no that's what i read that too much introspection could actually be a bad thing and i fear that the damage has already been done i have gotten to know myself (laughs) too well um but i do i do agree with you that something that i find in myself is i can be quite resentful towards people and it can stem from envy. I mean, envy is one of the, the seven deadly sins for a reason. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So I do think that is something that I also have to work on. But um, thank you for taking this quick call. I'm going to wrap up now before Love Island. Um, uh, no problem. And we I'll... should do it again sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I will give you a text in a while anyway. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Peace, 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 peace. Did you hear, did you hear that, that that bitch fucking, well, I tried to resist you at first. Oh my God. Resist this bitch. Resist this. Never my, she's done. <laughs> We're over. <laughs> Never in my life I've been so insulted. Um, but you get what I'm saying. You should have these conversations with your friends and see what you learn about yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guarantee you someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess I better wrap it up here because Love Island is starting in 10 minutes. Okay, Casa Amor. God, dead season. Dead flat fucking season. No life in it at all. But we move. Um, Again, this has been Adam O'Reilly for the Mind Poppers podcast. You can contact me with whatever, with questions, with your burning questions, with you need advice. I'm good at advice. I have a psychology degree. I'm not good at following advice, but... Um, or if you have any suggestions on Mind Poppers topics that you want to see, um, you can email me at mindpopperspod at gmail.com. You know where we are on Instagram, Mind Poppers Pod on Instagram, perhaps. Um, that is it for me this week. In the meantime, stay woke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 